0: Welcome to The ACO Show, a podcast about the American healthcare system and people who are trying to make it better. I'm Josh Israel, along with my co-host, Brian Chiklinski. Hello, Brian. Hey, Josh. Today we had in the show Lee Eford, who is the Director of Pharmacy at Allidade. Great interview. Any takeaways in particular that struck you?
1: Yeah, I, I think I was surprised in a conversation with our head of pharmacy to be talking so much about healthcare communications and how Pharmacists in particular can be this trusted source of information to patients about how the body works and how the medications that different patients are looking at can affect that. And Lee did such a great job diving really deep into the details of our quality measurement and how the medication adherence measures work, but also a very simple explanation about like how the heart works and how it's like a plumbing system and how you can explain that to a patient. So I think that was really refreshing to hear.
0: Yeah, value-based care, which prioritizes patient health and outcomes over other parts of the process, really about getting to a certain point, not about how you got there or who got you there. Mm -hmm. So I liked hearing about the ways that team-based care is really just encouraged in accountable care organizations, in value-based care, the way that pharmacists have such a, a key role to contribute.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a group and a team effort.
0: All right, well, let's get to the interview. We now welcome Lee Eford, Alladate's Director of Pharmacy. Welcome to the ACO Show, Lee. Thank you. Happy to be here, Tash. Why don't we just start with what is a pharmacist doing at a, an accountable care company? Sure. Pharmacists
2: can play a lot of roles within value-based care. Much of that and what we do here at Alladate is really focused around that adherence and, and our statin measures because those do include drug therapy. But really breaking down barriers that patients have to many assets of of drug therapy and being able to get drug therapy. So we can play roles in cost of care related to those meds, helping providers choose different medications that may be more affordable for the patient. We work with health plans to help patients as well get get lower cost meds and pharmacies within our, our network to be in preferred status so patients have lower co-pays. There's lots of quality measures that pharmacists can work around outside of med adherence that, that we're looking at exploring, but really around transitions of care, chronic care management, and even controlling chronic disease states such as diabetes and hypertension.
1: Yeah, you touched on one of the topics that I think we want to dive in a little bit on, which was uh, medication adherence measures and specifically That's a very clear process measure, and I think here at ALDE and our general philosophy is like let's go for outcome measures as much as possible. Um, And we can measure outcomes. We know this with blood pressure control and A one C management. Can you talk about that a little bit and how we are trying to help move towards more of these outcome measures and and how how your role and and pharmacists in general can help value based care move more towards outcomes rather than process.
2: So for outcome measures like controlling hypertension, diabetes, many pharmacists in the ambulatory care setting have collaborative practice agreements, and state laws allow those different levels of what pharmacists can do when they're in a written relationship with a provider or group of providers. Much of that is around managing medications. So pharmacists almost serve as extenders to providers in having those patients referred to them if they do have uncontrolled disease states. And then they can adjust medications, they can refill medications, they can ensure patients with diabetes are on their statins, as well as other diabetes medications, to be able to see them a lot of times more frequently than providers can, and be able to get them to control faster
0: sometimes. Yeah, as Brian alluded to, we have had some frustrations at Allidate where we really just want to be measured on how patients do. We want to be measured on, is their blood pressure lower, not that they... Fill the medication to address their blood pressure. Right? People can uh, get their blood pressure better by eating better, by exercising more. But the measure is did they did they fill the medications? But that that is what we're working with, and and we do know it's that for many patients, medication adherence is is very important. Right? There are correlations between getting your medications filled and whether or not you're going to be healthier. So, what what are some of the ways Allendale has been trying to address making sure people do get their medications filled?
2: So. We have an entire outreach program that includes pharmacy technicians right now. We have just hired our first pharmacist. And those pharmacy technicians work off of our logic related to patients who are late to fill their medications. And they reach out to those patients via phone call and ask them about if they are having challenges with getting their medications refilled since they are all late to fill. And then they try to address any barriers that they can based on what the the patient says to them. And if they can't address those barriers, they do document that information within our app. And then the practices can go in and see what the technician has uncovered in the conversation with the patient and then take the next steps if they need to to further address those barriers.
1: Yeah, I'm curious what we have seen to be some of the most common barriers that uh, patients face in, in filling their medications and, and kind of some best practices and ways that we found to to help those patients out
2: the number one barrier is forgetfulness. So I feel it,
1: that I feel that myself as well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, you know, that's something that a technician can address with a patient and talk through different ways that and tools that they may have at their disposal to be able to remember their medications whether that's pill boxes or timers or associating it with something that they do every day like brushing their teeth or eating breakfast. We've also implemented texting, so we have texting reminders for patients for that have an upcoming cell within seven days of their refill due date, as well as after the refill due date, which also addresses just that reminder to a patient that hey, it's time to fill your meds. Other common barriers that we're seeing the patients are are identifying are side effects that they may be having or that they may hear about from their friends. They may not understand. So there's knowledge gaps, how they're supposed to actually be taking their medications, what their medications are for. And then other pieces, maybe things like they're just having trouble getting in touch with their pharmacy, getting in touch with their practice, getting to the pharmacy (laughs) to pick up their meds. And so those are all things that we have uncovered in discussions with these patients.
0: Yeah, as you know, I'm I'm a psychiatrist and I still find myself. Realizing that I haven't explained things well to patients where I will ask, you know, how's it going with your Prozac, which is, as you know, a medicine you have to take every day. Uh, And they will say, oh, well, it doesn't work that well. You know, I take it when I'm feeling blue, you know, once or twice a week. Uh, And I realize I will have forgotten to tell them that this isn't the medicine you take when you're feeling bad at the time. And so how often do you find that patients just haven't had it explained to them properly?
2: that's a great question. I don't know that I have a good percentage to tell you, Jafush, but I will say that that is something that sometimes patients can tell you what, you know, like it may be for my blood pressure or it may be for my diabetes, my blood sugar, but they may not always understand what that means or how exactly to take it. It's not uncommon that we see patients that are on meds that are more than once a day, that they may just be taking it once a day. And that could be for multiple reasons, either just not understanding they need to take it multiple times a day or or they just forget, right, (laughs) to take it throughout the day. So I think there's always opportunities, I think, for additional education around both the medications and the disease states and how the two work together, especially with these chronic disease states that a lot of times patients can't even feel the effects, you know, of their blood pressure being high. And in that being a reminder to them to, t- to actually take their meds.
0: So, Lee, some of our work in diabetes, including medication adherence, is targeted towards bringing people's blood sugar down. But what about the effects on cardiovascular health, which is, as we know, one of the sort of primary ways that people get sick in this country?
2: People with diabetes actually have the same risk of a heart attack as people that have known cardiovascular disease, which I think is sometimes not always well known in the in the patient population world right and so understanding the value of statins in people with diabetes is is really important and becomes a a big part of their management just not you know obviously controlling their their blood sugars but also being in order to control and and potentially prevent them from having a heart attack in the future and so statins become really important in that patient population
1: Speaking of the The patients themselves. You shared actually a really powerful story about a patient that you know who could use some help navigating the very complex information that they were getting from their healthcare provider. Did you want to share a little bit about that and kind of how that speaks to the role of folks like pharmacists who can help serve as that bridge between the healthcare system and individual patients?
2: I recently had a family member who went in for a regular echo, which was paid for by their health plan, had no history of cardiovascular disease or diabetes or it was relatively healthy. And on that echo, they found something and wanted to do further testing, which they did, which ended up leading to a heart catheterization. And this person reached out to me basically with the results of their heart cat, and said, maybe you can help explain this. I don't understand it. And I get the results as a text message on my phone that are the pictures of the heart directly from the EHR, and little percentages in the vessels. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, it's all in shorthand acronyms." And, you know, I have I have no doubt they couldn't understand this, um, but they're trying. They're trying to actually understand their health and and why they're on this whole new slew of medications. And so I actually ended up. Explaining this to a person that doesn't work in healthcare, very much like a plumber because they understand plumbing. And we think about the heart (laughs) and the vessels. We have plumbers and electricians when we think about heart health. And so I explain them that how clots can form and break down in our blood, and how that's pretty normal. And when we get plaques within our heart from cholesterol, those things can break off and go downstream and and you know cause. A lack of oxygen to parts of our heart, just like can happen when you get those tiny rocks in your well and and go throughout your plumbing system and decrease the water flow. So, I think sometimes it is really helpful to explain this to people that in something that they're actually familiar with, because I've realized in doing this many many times now and educating patients about different drug therapy and disease states in general, they don't always really understand how the body works, but they can understand how other things in our normal everyday system do work and making those connections can really be powerful and in helping them understand so they actually do take better care of their health
0: that was the the sentence where lee gave away her north carolina roots i, I don't get a lot of rocks in my well here in washington dc brian do you <laughs> not recently but but yeah i mean you to-
2: have well water you do <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Lee, as you know, the medication adherence measures, whether we like it or not, are triple weighted, meaning they are worth three times as much on performance in a health plan contract as some of the other measures. Can you talk about other strategies that we have done to to help patients with that?
2: We are currently working with all of our health plans to partner better on a lot of different things. But one of those things is working directly with their mail order pharmacies we know last year we looked at our data at the end of the year by type of pharmacy where patients fill their medications for mostly during the year and found that those that filled at mail order pharmacies were had higher adherence rates in that population versus those at the big chains like Walgreens, Walmart, CVS versus those at independent pharmacies. And there's probably many reasons for why that is. But one of the things that big chains and Order have in common is they typically have an auto refill program. Patients do have to sign up for that. They have to do it yearly, but it does allow the pharmacy to fill those medications, you know, when they're ready and send them out to patients so they are not missing doses. And so we have worked with Water pharmacies for, from our health plans to be able to tie into our outreach program, our technician outreach program to connect with the health plan if a patient is interested in utilizing mail order through that health plan to be able to, again, overcome that biggest barrier that we're seeing, which is forgetfulness among this population.
1: Yeah, looking ahead for the next year, just what what do you see as the biggest priorities in terms of the progress of the team and improving value-based care through our, our pharmacy work?
2: We've done a ton this year. So I don't want to lose sight of that. We've done so much. And I think that just sets us up to be better next year. I think one of the biggest things we've done this year is to get our technicians on a call platform that allows us to understand what barriers our patients are running into. That also allows us to become more efficient as we you know, look at our productivity around our technician outreach program. It's also allowed us to understand where our gaps are within our scope of practice. And so I mentioned earlier, we are adding a pharmacist to the team, which I think will be able to address some of those things like education of disease states and medications and addressing side effects and and some of the cost barriers that we're seeing. We've implemented machine learning, which I think we are still learning from, but seems to really help us prioritize patients. And I think that's a huge opportunity that we have moving forward as we so we have more data and understand our data better to be able to actually prioritize patients, patient opportunities to people who can actually get the work done. Whether that's the practice and they need to write a new prescription, that opportunity goes back to them. Or if it's a patient that, you know, a, a clinical pharmacist should, should look into, maybe they're on multiple medications and they're not syncing those medications or filling them at the same time. Maybe a pharmacist gets that patient first before the technicians, or or they totally bypass the technicians.
0: Sounds like we have some great things on tap for addressing medication adherence. A couple of the other measures that pharmacists are are critical on working with the the statin measures, what we call statin use for patients with diabetes and statin use for patients with cardiovascular disease. What do you think we'll tackle next there?
2: I think we have a real opportunity to continue. The work we did this year with our providers in the field to spend a specified month or period of time during the year really focused on statins. We worked with them to target practices with with lists of patients that were not meeting the measure. So if they were a patient with diabetes and they, they should be on a statin, but they weren't Those patients became on the list, or patients with cardiovascular disease that either weren't on a statin or weren't on the right dose of a statin. That was also highlighted for them so that they could write those prescriptions as they needed to, especially since that's something that a provider typically needs to do. We also included data on the past year if that patient had an exclusion. So a patient could have muscle aches from a statin, and that could take them out of the measure if the provider deemed that was significant enough. And so that was a reminder, they have to put that exclusion in every year that that patient had a prior year exclusion so they could recode for it this year.
1: Lee, I've been as a healthcare communications person, I've been very grateful and thankful to how much of your work really involves communication and like clearly explaining how these different types of medications work and how the body works and being another resource for patients to understand their health and the system that supports them. And as a comms team ourselves, we really appreciate you coming on the ACO show and helping explain to us some of the work that you and the pharmacy team at Allidate are doing. So thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having
1: me. The ACO show now has a mailbag. Submit your questions compliments or episode ideas to acoshow at alladate.com. This show was produced by Leanne Horst, Alana Coogan, Rebecca Raymond, Stuart Taylor, and of course our wonderful hosts. Check out more of our show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening.